There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <gasps> All right, let's get at it. Okay. Who is the, okay, the so, age-old tale? Okay, well, so I don't know if you ever saw Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. The one that came out, I don't know, was it 68? the 68? Yeah. Late 60s? It, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, say no. no. If you look up the actress <laughs> okay. Olivia Hussey, you will recognize her. Okay. And I think... I ended up seeing this movie because my aunt Janet, who was four, four years, years older, older than, than me, wanted me to watch this movie with her or something like this. Yeah. Because, uh, but anyway, so uh, Olivia Hussey was um, discovered by. Um, She's so young. Oh, yeah. She was only 15 years old. Oh, my gosh. And you remember, you know, if you if you do interpret the Shakespeare, you know, they were young. The, the yes. oh, Capulets yes. and Montagues, they were a young family. So she has a book out called The Girl on the Balcony. Because, of course, as Juliet, she's the girl on the balcony. Romeo. And she's 67 years old. So I, of course, Sonny got me the book. And I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. But she was born in South America, raised in London. She was just 15 when she got this coveted role, Franco Zeffirelli, huge Italian filmmaker. It was an international hit. She yeah, became, she said, it was overnight superstardom okay. and I wasn't prepared for it. Overwhelmed by the fame and attention, Olivia Hussey takes a step back and focuses on her ruddy, her budding relationship with Christopher Jones, a young actor that she met through her agent, Rudy Altobelli. Okay, but soon after they begin dating, Christopher Jones, he's like about the same age as her, he mm -hmm. began to abuse her. You know, she said the first time he had me, had it, you know, he punched me in the stomach and then it was emotional abuse, but she stuck by him because why? She was young, she loved him, she was very loyal, and because she'd never been around anything like that. So, right. and around that same time, Olivia Hussey, um, she knows Sharon Tate and Sharon Tate is pregnant and they are renting um, the Los Angeles home. I always thought that it was Doris Day's son that owned this, this yellow drive, but apparently he didn't own it and he rented it also from her agent, this Rudy Altabelli. 
Okay, so who lived in the house now? So Sharon Tate is living for that summer. Okay. Terry Melcher is in Europe. Supposedly, he's there because Charles Manson has threatened him because Terry Melcher promised Charles Manson a recording deal. Right. A record. Yes. So Terry splits, leaves the country, sublets the house uh, to Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. So I said to Sharon, listen, Rudy, my agent, said we're going to be best friends. And she said, I'm so looking forward to meeting you. My baby is coming soon. She was so sweet. And Olivia Hussey was planning to move to Los Angeles to get away from Christopher Jones, see what Hollywood wanted to offer her, her because she was dazzling in Romeo and Juliet. I mean, she just couldn't have been... She still is the perfect Juliet. I mean, okay. I think if you look at if people right. look at that. So anyway, she um, was going to move into the guest house because it was her agent's house. And she, there was always a guest okay. house on the property. She was going to move there. Okay. So, and she said, I was going to stay there. I was going to help Sharon with the baby. And then Rudy gets a phone call a few days after I've talked to Sharon. And the call was to deliver the news that Sharon Tate, along with four others, were murdered at Altabelli's home on August 9th. And I'll never forget Rudy telling me, he said, they're all dead. It was just absolutely terrible. And five weeks after the murder, Olivia Hussey, who by now has got the courage to, to break up. The abuse of yeah. And she moves to Hollywood and moves into the house. Where the murders were? Yes. Whoa. And... <laughs> And Ooh. and people would say to her, because it, she just couldn't believe it, because gawkers would come by. Sure. It, you know, it was only five weeks after, and people would say, how could you live there? And I'd say, well, in England, because that's where she grew up in London, mm -hmm. most of the built houses have horrible memories. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. So it's mm. just by culture? B yeah, I guess. And she said... Um, She's one morning she was making coffee when Manson girl Linda Casbian, who was cop cooperating with District Attorney Vincent Bugliosi mm -hmm. from Hibbing, Minnesota, yeah. a walkthrough of the house of what went on. And I could hear her say, and Abigail Folger, you know, the coffee heiress uh -huh. was lying over there. She had lots of stab wounds. Oh, and I mean, oh she said, God. she'd say, oh. I would actually say to my friends, it's the safest house in Hollywood. There was a button under the desk in the living room that buzzed directly to the Beverly Hills uh, police. And when I walked in there, I felt no bad vibes. All I felt was the sweetness of Sharon Tate. I never felt afraid living on Cielo Drive. And it was a dramatic introduction to Los Angeles because overnight, and again, this is the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes, that Brad Pitt uh, once, and Leonardo DiCaprio are in. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Because literally overnight, people begin locking their doors. Mm. And she briefly, Olivia Hussey, briefly dated Terry Melcher, Doris Day's son, the one who was supposed to be Charles Manson's intended target. And he now traveled with bodyguards. And Olivia Hussey writes in her book, Terry was a sweetheart, but he was bleeped up. And so while she was living there, she kind of found herself at the center of a celebrity uh, uh, shift. And what happened is that she met um, Dean Martin's first son. That's Dean. right. But yeah. before she meets him, Christopher Jones comes over from England. 
shows up at the house, the one on the Manson house, brutally attacks her, Mm. rapes her. Mm. She didn't know if he was going to kill her. It was absolutely terrifying. She didn't tell anyone about the attacks. Weeks later, she found out she was pregnant. Oh, stop. I decided I could not have the baby. It broke my heart, although I've never regretted it. And the silver lining was falling in love with Dean Paul Martin, the son of singer Dean Martin. And she said, I fell for him because of the way he treated me and took care of me. And they... um, um, dinner. And, I mean, he they he was her first husband, and they right. wed in 1971. They had one son, and they split after eight years of marriage, but remained close friends until he till he died in the tragic plane, plane crash, crash. Yeah. in '87. Mm-hmm. And she said that um, you know going to dinner at Dean Martin's house because those mm-hmm. were her in laws right. meant meeting everyone from Sammy Davis Jr. Truman Capote, right. Richard Burton, Elizabeth uh, Taylor. Meanwhile, D- uh, Dean Paul, which they called him Dino, yeah, um, surprised his bride by bringing the Bee Gees home for dinner, and she oh. answered the door in her pajamas. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable. And part of the reason the public was obsessed with her Juliet is that Olivia Hussey was a groovy '60s teenager who danced and drank. Befuddled her elders, her mini skirts, her hippie hair uh, were a sign that the kids, the whole globe was changing. Remember, it's 1968-69. One older reporter uh, lectured her, and she writes about it in her book. There aren't many girls at 15 I know that smoke cigarettes publicly. Olivia Hussey coolly replied, oh, there are. And then looked at him and took a drag. <laughs> and Olivia Hussey he writes in her book, The Girl on the Balcony, I loved playing Juliet. The only part I didn't like was all the PR. It was exhausting. And I was this wild little thing. And online, she's always discovering photos of herself. She said, I must have had people photographing me wherever I went. She posts them on Instagram where, you know, uh, today's kids who've discovered the film in English lessons message her asking her if she and Leonard, who played Romeo, really dated. Yes, they did. And plead for love advice. Oh, and gosh. she always says, lighten up, life just unfolds. So I don't know, maybe they, maybe they kind of... Um, Use that Romeo and Juliet to me. It's the easy. It's the best Romeo Juliet without having to read the book or whatever. I mean, oh right. You know, it's kind of it's like really a dramatic. It's a really dreamy version, and so the book is structured around a question that Olivia Hussey posts just poses on page four. That girl on the balcony keeps asking, "Has the whole life I've been given worth it?" Because the role wasn't a gift. Um, it was a trade. She and uh, Leonard uh, Whiting gave it just, it was a youthful rebellion that gave a four, 400 year old play to the anti war Vietnam protests. You know, okay. it just kind of fit in with all that. And so, anyway, offset, uh, Franco Zeffirelli called her boobs Omina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also told her she was the unrequited love of his life. She said, We had a bond. I'd look at him and I know exactly how to play it. In the foreword, Franco Zeffirelli, who's now 94, writes, You are the object of my adoration. And um, anyway, she uh, had another husband. 
And what other, there's a few well, you little, know, she was in, um, she played Mary and Jesus of Nather, yes. Nazareth. And I, rem- and I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And she, just her youth and her beautiful blue eyes. She was just stunning. Yeah. She's stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's married to this to- Tokyo pop star, Akira Fuse. And um, even though she didn't speak a word of English when she met him. Or Chinese. Or, or Japanese. 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 Yeah, oh. Japanese. And also, she, um, here's a little thing. She nervously peed in her couture dress when she was presented to Queen Elizabeth at Romeo and Juliet's <laughs> royal premiere. Oh. And she turned down the sidekick role in True Grit. Um, she oh. told Hal Wallace... John Wayne doesn't do anything for me. And later when she had to be less picky, she acted alongside everyone from Betty Davis to Tracy Lords. Wow. And um, apparently she was in the movie Bob Clark slasher Black Christmas, a favorite of Elvis Presley's. (laughs) (laughs) And she was in the legendary bomb, which I loved because it came to the Air Force Base and we saw Lost Horizon. The musical. I love that movie. I know. It's I considered one of that. the first 50 worst films of oh, all time. I loved Lost Her Eye. It was Burt Bacharach did all the music. I know. I, I know. I love that movie. Sorry. Anyway, so <laughs> the girl on the balcony, Olivia Hussey, finds life after Romeo and Juliet. Just kind of interesting. I like that story yeah. about her. And of oh, course, there it is, some, the song. Mm-hmm. The very famous love oh, theme. Yeah. Fun to just watch that again and see how that old. No, I know. Yeah. I think so too. All right, listen. That was we, a good one, Laura. When we come back, favorite headlines of the day.